In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's me. I'm riding solo. Probably going to be riding solo for this whole week. So um, it's a series of shows to get you through the bye week, cover the blues of no um, browns this week. What are you going to do? Short, snappy ones. Let's look ahead to the offseason. We're at that sort of halfway point now where you think, hey, are there certain players that are playing for their future with the team, for their future in free agency? What do they do? So effectively, what we're going to do is just position by position, loads of nice short shows. So then you can listen to it, crack on with your day rather than like one big mammoth episode. So the plan is just to drop them every single day. And when looking forward to the offseason, lots of people start with the draft and it's just the wrong place to start. Because let's talk about how the Browns and the best teams in the league deal with the offseason. So first question that comes to mind is, hey, everyone that's on the roster, who's here and we know who's going to be here? Perfect example, Nick Chubb, for instance. We know he's running back one next year. Doesn't matter what happens in the offseason, he is RB1. Then we get to the next stage. It's like, hey, is there players we want to keep? Is there players where they're sort of on the bubble? Um, Or is it, hey, they're just going to go? Um, that's sort of where you, you've got the next one. So, And then it's, do we need to re-sign guys? Is there people we like? And what's it going to cost to re-sign them as well? Because, hey, there's players that are playing well. Jacob Brissett, we'll get on to him because we're talking about quarterbacks. But it's that kind of, does it make sense to re-sign them? Is it something they're going to do? And I'll chat about this from what I would do, but I'll also touch on what I think the Browns front office will do because there's a lot of crossover, but there are some differences we get. And, Free agency is where you fill that need. If you've got a need on the roster, hey, we need to improve the defensive tackle room. Doesn't take a genius to work that out. That's going to be done in free agency. They're not going to fix that in the draft, especially when your first pick is going to be somewhere in round two. Um, probably going to be a wide receiver. But that's going to set up that, well, you can't rely on a third, fourth, fifth round pick to come in and start. If you do it, you can do that if you're in full teardown, rebuild tanking, whatever you want to call it. But if you're in a position where you're looking to compete, you've got to get your starters. Either on your current roster, you might be able to trade for them, Mari Cooper, for instance. Or it's going to come down to getting someone in free agency. And that draft is the cherry on top. The draft's more about, especially in rounds sort of one, two, three, you're looking to add a player for the next eight to ten years. You're not looking to use that draft pick and go, oh, We'll have him for four years and then you can go into free agency. You're looking to have that player as a building block for a long term. And that's kind of the difference. Free agency is very much never more than two years. You might end up keeping a free agent for longer than that. But lots of them, they're going to get cut one or two years into being on a new team. Whereas with the draft, the idea is, hey, we want to keep this player around long term. What are we going to do? So that's effectively what we're going to do in these shows. We're going to start with the current roster. Just look through who's in there. Then we're going to touch on to free agency and then we're going to look to the draft. 
I'm not going to get too bogged down in names in free agency in the draft yet, mainly because there's so much unknown in free agency. Um, and as well, it's kind of, you can look into and get zoned onto a couple of names now. They might not even make it to free agency. So let's get nearer on that. And once the season ends or we get into the last couple of weeks, we can start having an idea on who might be available in free agency. And then with the draft, once the combine happens, that's what that's where I get into draft season. We've got the data. We've got the athletic testing. We can get a sense. Um, if you're intrigued, because age is obviously a big part of the draft discussion, go to the OBR um, or just tweet at me and I'll find the article of 700 and something draft prospects, their ages, are they sort of players the Browns would go after? I think it's 700. Either way, it's a lot of people. might be 500. But a lot of guys, all of their age profiles broken down. Would they be sort of a, a target for the Browns in sort of days one, two, three? Um, all on there, all in a nice, really easy to read chart. So hit me up on Twitter if you can't find that at the OBR. It was released, I want to say, a couple of months ago. So it's been around for a while. But first, we're going to start with callbacks. Let's start with the first name, Deshaun Watson. He's QB1 next year. That's a lock-in. They're going to restructure him. They have to wait until the new league year to do that. And um, they're going to leave it until the franchise tag um, deadline. And the reason for that is if they do it slightly early, then <laughs> Lamar Jackson's money is based on highest paid um, quarterbacks. And average, I think, is top five, the way the franchise tag works. Or if they restructure Watson and bring him down, then his base salary is lower. So it'll make Deshaun, um, Lamar Jackson's tag cheaper. So just for some pure stick it to the team in the division, they'll leave that. And you might be within minutes of Deshaun Watson, um, Lamar getting tagged, that they'll just restructure Watson once the deadline's passed um, for the tags to be calculated and everything there. So keep an eye on that. Will Watson restructure? Just to sort of touch on what a restructure is. A restructure is just going, I'll make the numbers really easy. Say he was going to get paid 50 million this year. They go, hey, we'll give you 49 million up front as a signing bonus. They can then stretch that across five years of the salary cap. But he's getting all the money this year. So it doesn't change the amount of money Deshaun Watson would get this year. Um, the contract's designed to do exactly this. Um, and it doesn't make it cheaper for the Browns long term. They've still got to pay him, but it just gives them a little bit of room to play with this year. So it's definitely going to happen. Um, I said that as soon as the deal was signed. Probably language in Watson's contract allowing the Browns to add void years and restructure any time they want. Wouldn't surprise me if that's just standard across all Andrew Berry contracts because it makes sense. The player doesn't mind and it helps the team out if they need to go there. Next up is Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby's played really, really well. I don't think there was anyone who predicted him to come in and this season and play as well as he has. But that's causing a problem down the line because could he have been someone where they go, hey, he's only costing 4.25 million, bring him back, why not? Yeah, I think that could have easily been a direction they wanted to go. I don't think that's the case now. I expect him to be signed to a team, probably someone that finishes in the top five spots of the draft. If you're going to go out and draft a quarterback, bringing in a Jacoby Brissett for sort of 8 million maybe could be a really smart move for a team to go, right, let's start him for the first half of the season. At our bye week or whenever it is, we'll move over to this younger player. So keep an eye on that to happen um, and sort of see how that plays out. I think they'd happily have him back if his price dropped. But as well, philosophy speaking from me, I don't want to be paying a backup quarterback five, six million. 
because that's money where you could pay that to a starting defensive tackle. And do I want the money in a defensive tackle that's going to play 60% of your entire season or a quarterback that you hope never sees the field? Um, and that, for me, keep the money um, in the starters. Next up's Dobbs. He's a free agent. I expect him to be back with the Browns. Um, I think it'll be a, another deal like he's got this year, more or less the minimum, no guarantees, just come in and compete at camp. And could he be the backup next year? I think they'd be okay with him being the backup. Probably like something a little bit more, but it gives them someone to sort of see where they're at. And the other one is Kellermond. Kellermond is one that I don't expect him to get cut at any point during the rest of the season. I think they'll bring him back next year and it might be just a, a battle between Dobbs and Mond to see who gets that job. And I wouldn't rule out a... But we'll touch it. I've said I've done... Do the order. So then we've got free agency. Free agency is the next step. If they bring back Dobbs, I don't think they sign anyone because teams tend to have four quarterbacks in camp. So you'd have Watson, if you re-sign Dobbs, and then you've got Mond. If they don't re-sign Dobbs, then I think they'll just go out and they'll pick someone up. Um, it could be they go out and find another quarterback that has tried somewhere else, two, three mil, maybe four mil, just bring someone in um, to be the backup. Then if we go through that and say it is Watson, Dobbs and Mond, I wouldn't be surprised if they draft someone. Maybe as early as round four. Um, your Bailey Zappies, perfect sort of example. They're looking for somebody who can just be a nice little role player that, hey, if a fourth, fifth round pick, if they're just solid, that's perfectly fine. Or it could be the case they've seen a little flash from Mond, not a flash to be a starter, but just as a, hey, something's happened, bring him in. Um, and it's going to be a really important time for him just to test it out. So a late pick as early as maybe round four, but I think that could even be pushing it. One to keep an eye on. They might pick somebody up in the draft, but they could easily roll into the season, well, into camp with Watson, Dobbs, Mond, and a UDFA, um, and that that would leave them in a, a perfectly fine position. So something to keep an eye on there for quarterbacks, but I don't expect major changes. I don't think we're going to go out and spend some money. Fingers crossed, Jacoby Brissett turns into a comp pick, could easily get the Browns sort of a, a fifth-round pick there, and um, I'm writing an article to set to come out tomorrow. If you go over to the OBR, um, probably on Monday if you're listening to this then. That's all there. Um, and it's breaking down how comp picks work, what you can get for them. So jump over to the OBR. It's all on there. Broken down really nice. Enjoy. And I just want to say, happy Sunday. Not often we can guarantee the Browns don't lose during the season. Have a good one. Go Browns.